The stage hurtled through the landscape. John Kimball cracked the whip. Arr, keep it up, he yelled at his team of horses. He could barely make out their rumps in the darkness, but he knew the roads blindfolded, as did they. He had to be in Fort Worth by dawn. Mayor Williams had pressed a letter into his hand and had pleaded with him to leave early. The kindly mayor rarely asked anyone for anything, much less requested that John change the time the stagecoach would leave for Fort Worth and Dallas. He had asked no questions, just tucked the letter safely inside his jacket to keep it safe, and assured Mayor Williams that it would be delivered to Governor Pincus post-haste. John was not going to let him down. Driving the stagecoach wasn't the most arduous of occupations for the brain, and definitely had more than its share of dangers. But just occasionally, it was most certainly vital. The look of fear and anxiety written, not just on Mayor Williams' face, but in the way he held his shoulders all tight and hunched, the way he had been wringing his hands and perspiring a little more than was usual, told John that whatever was inside the thick parchment envelope was vital. He wouldn't let the mayor down, his friends, his chosen hometown. Faith Creek might be small, but it was the greatest place on earth to his mind. If there was anything happening that had its gentle and wise leader so frightened, it must be important to everyone there. He was relieved when he saw the lights in the distance, knowing he did not have far to go. Fort Worth seemed to grow every year, and at times John wondered if he would one day arrive there and not be able to find his way. The fort itself was in darkness, but lights and music filled the night air as he drove along the busy main street with its saloons and theaters. He drove up and out of town to the narrow path that led to Governor Pincus's home. Mayor Williams was sure that John would find him here, though he split most of his time between his duties to the state in Washington and Austin. He brought the coach to a halt outside the large Victorian house and wondered whether Governor Pincus thought it as fine as he once had after all the time he now spent in the elegant Greek Revival mansion that had become his residence upon his election. There were no lights on here. John jumped down, leaving the reins draped over the dashboard. He raced up the steps, and pounded on the door. A tired-looking maid appeared, pulling a ragged beige shawl around her shoulders, holding a gas lamp up so she could see him. She threw the front door wide, though she left the screen door between them closed firmly shut. "'Is Governor Pincus home?' John asked. She nodded. "'Praise the Lord,' he said, sighing with relief." I am not sure that my horses could have taken a trip to Austin tonight, too. She smiled wanly, her eyes darting around, clearly not knowing whether he was a madman or someone she should admit at once. Sorry, he said, grinning at her. I am quite safe, I assure you. I am too tired to be anything else. But I must see Governor Pincus. Mayor Williams sent me from Faith Creek. I have a letter for him, and am to wait here until the governor gives me a reply. He took the letter from his pocket and showed it to her. She peered at it and grudgingly opened the screen door.
John handed it to her. Should I wake him? She asked cautiously. He nodded. I think so. Mayor Williams was insistent this couldn't wait. She turned and shut the door behind her again. He saw the bobbing light of her lamp as she made her way up the stairs toward Governor Pincus's chamber. He paced up and down on the wide veranda, watching as the sun began its steady trek across the sky. He loved the dawn.